Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and a review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And uh, man, it's been a long time since I've been able to start off like that. It is game day, folks. Folks, it is January 13th. It is the start of the 2021 season, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are mere hours away from dropping the puck against the Montreal Canadiens. I am jacked up, fired up. We're going to have a good show here today. We're going to be joined, actually, by Laura Saba uh, of the Locked On Canadians to kind of tee up the season, uh, tee up the game a little bit. We'll go through the three keys for each team and kind of get her perspective on uh, what the you know what the Canadians are thinking about going into this uh, this season and also going into this matchup and kind of we'll see what what they fear the most because let's be honest here this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a nice season for the Maple Leafs and you know uh, what what I've I've been asked this question actually a lot and I find that a lot of you know a lot of talking heads I suppose are being asked this question um, who write about the Maple Leafs talk about the Maple Leafs so it would be considered a successful season is it just you know finally getting a playoff win I don't I wouldn't say that would be considered a success I think a playoff win is is what you would expect the t- this team to do they should have done that last year and they didn't. For me, in order to consider the 2021 season, and that's all it is, not 2021, but the just 2021 season, uh, I would consider it a success if, if, and only if, this team wins the division and makes it to the semifinals of the playoffs. They got to win out, win two rounds here in the divisional playoffs and end up in the Final Four. And then once they're in the Final Four, I mean... Anything could happen. You get a few bounces in in the semifinal, and all of a sudden, you find yourself battling for the Stanley Cup a couple of weeks later. And I truly believe that this team has what it takes to get there. You know, we, we, we it's been an offseason, but now I suppose as, as it's game day, we could talk about some of those new players that are about to start new chapters of their lives, new, you know, players that are donning the Maple Leafs uniform for a first time. You know, Joe Thornton, the biggest one, not just because he's six foot four and an absolute ox, but this is a guy who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, someone who I never expected to ever see in a Maple Leafs uniform. And here he is skating on a line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. It's going to be so much fun to watch. You know, Jimmy. VC, somebody who the Canucks, or uh, the, the Canucks, <laughs> someone who the Maple Leafs coveted, I was trying to say they were coveted, um, you know, years ago when he was coming out of college, they finally were able to scoop him up, and they're hoping that they can tap into him and kind of reinvigorate his career. Zach Bogosian, another guy who's been linked to the Maple Leafs, uh, Wayne Simmons, a Scarborough boy, coming home to play for Toronto. Uh, it's just, it's going to be a fun, fun season. TJ Brody, a massive upgrade 
upgrade in the back end. And finally, of course, we have the backup goaltending situation all settled up with a guy like Jack Campbell starting the season. And uh, they actually ended up keeping Aaron Dell as a third goalie. They didn't even chance putting him on waivers. And they're going to roll with three goalies to start the year. And if you remember, what was it, two years ago uh, when they exposed both Calvin Pickard and Curtis McElhinney, and they both got claimed, and then it really left the Maple Leafs shorthanded, um, and it, it, it didn't work out very well. They went in with Garrett Sparks as their backup, then they had a trade for Michael Hutchinson halfway through the year. That didn't work out very well, as we all know. Uh, so, you know, keeping a third goalie I thought was really, really interesting here on this final roster. I think... When you look at an X factor, it is going to be goaltending, and it's going to be Freddie Anderson specifically. When you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're going to go as far as Freddie takes them. They have the offensive talent to win a lot of games, but can Freddie steal and make the big saves when he needs to? It's something that he just hasn't done yet in a Maple Leafs uniform. Didn't do it in Anaheim either, which is ultimately, I think, why they shipped him out. Uh, you know, John Gibson's also an absolutely fantastic goalie is another reason. But, you know, I think Anderson uh, has proven that he can be an elite regular season goalie. This year, it's time for him to become a postseason goalie as well. We saw him play really well last year. It was just those few goals that he did give up were just backbreaking. He needs to come out and really solidify uh, himself as this team's long-term answer in net. He is going into a contract year, and I think that uh, it's it was smart of the Maple Leafs not to give him a contract and make him earn his money going into this final, final season. So uh, to get back to the original question, you know, the X factor is going to be Freddie Anderson. And if he's on his game and he succeeds in the playoffs and they get to the semifinals, I think that would be considered a successful season. A uh, couple quick notes also that I found out uh, yesterday, which I thought was hilarious that I must show or I must share with the with the show. Um, and that's Austin Matthews. We're no longer going to be calling him Austin Matthews. We're going to be calling him Tony. Big Tony, apparently, is what he's uh, been called by the boys, as he likes to call him in the dressing room. And I guess this was a nickname that was kind of given to him by Tyler Ennis a couple of years ago. Um, he was calling him Tone because, I guess, you know, Austin spelt with an O at the end, which is a whole other thing, but um, I guess he was calling him Tone, and then it moved to Tony, and now Big Tony, and uh, I thought that was just hilarious, and he kind of looks like a Tony now with the mustache, especially, so it's it's a funny nickname that I guess uh, if you ever hear a Maple Leafs player refer to Tony, they don't have an Anthony on their team. They're referring to Austin Matthews, just so you guys are well aware. And uh, I was listening to him on um, on SportsCenter last night, and he talked about actually how he lost 14 pounds over the offseason, and he's hoping that that can translate uh, into a, a much a bigger year. And it's not the fact that he lost the weight that I like, but it's how he said it. He said he last season he thought about it but didn't commit to it. But this year he really committed to losing that weight and uh, slimming down, getting a little slender so that he could be a little bit just just a little bit better, he feels, and feel better. And the fact that he committed to it and actually accomplished that goal to me is exciting. And it's, it's growth. And that is something that, uh, you know, this Maple Leafs lineup desperately needs. That's the type of maturity uh, that this team has lacked, and it's a real good sign. I know it's small, 
but it's a really good sign going forward for this team. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to embark on a journey. Over the next 100 and, what, 113 days, I believe, somewhere in and around there, the Maple Leafs will play 56 games. 28 of them will be here in Toronto. Did I do that math correctly? Yes. <laughs> 28 of them will be here in Toronto. 28 of them will be spread throughout the rest of Canada. It's going to be a long, long season. It's going to be a tough, tough ride for all. Lots of travel out west. Way more than we've ever had to deal with before. That means there's going to be quite a few 10 p.m. starts and, and 9.30 puck drops. And, you know, you got to get ready for it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to stay up, watch these games so that we can uh, so we can do these post-game shows as well uh, and, and you know, have you guys uh, as informed as possible, I suppose, because uh, <laughs> that's kind of what my job is here each and every day to let you know what's going on in Leafs Nation. Uh, and I'm just excited for it to finally start today. It is the start of the NHL season. I am fired up. Uh, you can listen to the game locally here in Toronto on the Fan 590. They've got the game also can be seen on Sportsnet and there's no better way to start the year off with a Maple Leafs Canadians rivalry game. I am fired up for it. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will be joined by Laura Saba from the Locked On Canadians and get her thoughts on tonight's big matchup. But first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors and that's Built Bar. I gotta tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors and six brand new flavors that you wanna check out. My favorite, cookies and cream. It is fantastic. But they also got caramel brownie, cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple, almond crisp. And that goes along with the other 12 original flavors. And we already know how much I love myself, my peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, the Built Bar is healthy, folks. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me tell you a little bit about the peanut butter bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. I'm telling you. These bars are healthy, they're delicious, they're amazing. You just got to go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano still with you. And as promised, now being joined by Laura Saba of Locked On Canadians. You know what, Laura? You're actually enemy number one uh, for today, <laughs> just so you know. You're, you're coming into quite a hostile crowd, I think. Uh, but regardless, thank you for joining me today. Welcome. How are you? How excited are you for tonight? Uh, first, thank you for having me on, despite the hostile environment. <laughs> it's, it's a really healthy rivalry, especially this year, I think. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. How are you? You know what? I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm ready to go. Uh, we were talking just before we hit record about how, you know, you were saying, yeah, it's it's not great. I guess we're in the middle of a pandemic and they're still electing to play sports and play hockey. But you know, it's still it's good for our mental health. And you know, you're situated in in Montreal. And for those who aren't aware, you know, Montreal is going through some pretty uh, some pretty big time uh, restrictions and 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 really, you guys are on a pretty serious lockdown. So it just 
just it's so nice that because you think back to the first time that the lockdown happened back in March uh, and there was no sports at all. Like it was a very boring six weeks, uh, two months until things started to pick back up again. At least now here, you know, we're going back into a lockdown. At least we get sports again. Yeah, and it, you know, it's it's so selfish of me to think so, but but I really do think that the fact that the Canadians and and obviously every Canadian team was able to work it out with their local government that they'd still be able to play. Um, I also think that it's important that part of the deal was for them to participate in sort of uh, public service announcements and things like that about the importance of, of following the restrictions. Because as you said, the first time there was really nothing going on and the pandemic has been going on for almost a year now. It's a very stressful time. So the fact that, like we said, it's not ideal that sports are happening, but they're trying to do it in a way that's as safe as possible. And it gives us some sort of escape, some sort of something to get excited about and something to do, because as you said, we have restrictions here. We've just started a curfew, a four week curfew. Uh, And so, you know, you shouldn't really be out after eight anyway, unless you unless you're out working or something like that. But now at least there's something keeping you at home and keeping you busy at home. Yeah, and here in Ontario, uh, yesterday we just entered a, a state of emergency. Our premier declared it. So we're heading into the same boat uh, in direction as you. But, you know, at least, like I said, uh, as far as mental health goes, we at least can have some hockey to fall on. And that's what we got here tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens kicking off the season. And really, could you have picked a, a perfect game to kick off the 2021 season than this one right here? I honestly, I love the schedule just because there's so many games against Toronto. I, I, I do have a complaint about the number of games the Canadians have to play against the Sens, but that's for a whole other podcast. <laughs> Why is that a complaint? Uh, Toronto- that's easy points. What do you mean? <laughs> Not really, because they're a grinding team that are going are. to injure the more skilled players, right? Like I think I think both their teams kind of have to be really careful on that front. But this is this is the chance right now for this this rivalry to get back to where it was because you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs got better, but the Canadians were lagging behind. And I'm not about to sit here and say the Canadians have outclassed Toronto in terms of skill or anything like that, but they can at least hang now. And the, the fact that, you know, it's been a couple of years that we've been waiting to be on a little bit more of an even keel. I think the games are going to be more exciting. Everybody on both teams is fast. I think, um, I want to say like they're pretty mobile. There are a couple of defensemen in Montreal that I have questions about on that front. But it's going to be exciting run and gun hockey because neither of these teams can afford to waste time grinding, fighting, things like that. You're going to see what the like the best that they have is going to be on display. And the fact there are so many games and not only that, but they also close the season against each other. I yep. think it's it's beautifully set up in terms of storylines and the rivalry. Oh, Because you know that there's going to be playoff implications on the line here, whether it's just with seeding or the fact that, you know, one of these teams are and, you know, no offense, most likely probably the Canadians <laughs> will be fighting in those last two games for playoff seating and playoff spots, possibly home ice advantage even. And, uh, you know, those last two games could be so costly for both teams here. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm excited for the season. But before we get into this game specifically, we start to break down, uh, you know, these two teams and these two games. Uh, th- this is, I guess, the first time that I've been able to have somebody from Locked On Canadians to talk about uh, their season. So what exactly, as somebody who is in that market, what is would be considered a success for the Canadians. How are you guys anticipating this season will go? So 
a lot of people, I think, I think there's two schools of thought. There are people that are uh, underestimating the Canadians. And I think there are people that are overestimating, overestimating the Canadians. I think Toronto is the class of the division and there's no question about that. But then people are kind of torn. Is it the Alberta teams, you know, Vancouver, I think depth-wise, the Canadians have what it takes to make it into the playoffs. Like, they are going to be one of the top four um, out of the seven. And I think they have the possibility, depending on who they match up against, to win at least a round. I think they can make the second round this season. And I think, you know, I think there's a lot there's a lot of pressure on them. But I, I would consider there being a lot more pressure on Toronto because it's been a few years that there have been so many expectations. And also, they're just so much better than everyone else in this division. Like, there are some divisions that are like a juggernaut they're they're like divisions of death like you know like group of death that we talk about in soccer tournaments you know that's what it feels like but in canada like the the north division like toronto is better than every other team on paper they've got like so much more skill up front and don't get me wrong edmonton has skill they don't have that like the the number of amazing forwards and i think toronto's just got like a little bit more going on uh in terms of their overall depth than than edmonton so I would consider there to be a lot of pressure on Toronto, but I also think the Canadians kind of, they can't uh, succumb to that because they made so many changes. Everybody knows that, you know, if they don't make the playoffs, if they don't see some success this season, that's the end of Mark Bergevin and potentially Claude Julien and the rest of the coaching staff in this market. You know, this is the make or break season and they've spent up to, yeah, I mean, he's been here for so long and the team has not really had much to show for it. And not only that, but now they spent a lot of money. They like they spent to the cap. They made some trades. They let go of some players that a lot of the people in the market really like, like Max Domi, for example. So it's kind of do or die at this point because he's not going to last if the Canadians don't see success now. That's interesting because I look at it totally different from an outside perspective on the market. I, I like what I've seen Mark Bergevin be able to do with this team. He's made some real shrewd moves, obviously bringing in Suzuki and pushing out you know, an older man who obviously was a big-time player in the market in Pacioretty, but able to bring in a guy like Suzuki and and, and what he's going to be able to do going forward for that team I think is going to be exceptional. Uh, Kakiniemi, what he was able to do last year in the playoffs, you guys got to be excited about the likes of him coming in, getting a full season in the NHL. Uh, and, and I think what he's been able to do to rebuild that back end to give Carey Price as much help as possible, I, I think that the, he's done a, a very admirable job, and I'm surprised to hear that you guys already got your pick, pitchforks ready <laughs> and fired up for if you guys don't end up making a big run here. Well, this is the thing, though, is that we do approve of the moves. It's just that he's been here for so long, yeah. and like there have been like there have been so many criticisms of him. And one of the ones of the last couple of years is that he hasn't done enough, right? Like he'll make really good and he's really good at that depth sort of like he's good at trading like a fourth liner for a third liner and that guy's like useful and, and things like that. But making splashes, he hasn't been able to land players that like the fans would have wanted, for example. And also they had so much cap space that they sat on for years, four years. And when you trade away a guy like a PK Subban or a Pacioretty that's a favorite, you know, you have to like at that time, you don't see what's going to happen in that Shea Weber has been really reliable on this team or that Nick Suzuki is phenomenal. Like that breakout year, we didn't know to expect that at the time. So it's just been sort of like he's been around a long time and finally there's pressure to actually succeed as opposed to constantly being, say, you know, saying we're building through the draft or we're retooling or all of those things that GMs say. Like at this point, it's like you've spent to the cap. It's about time for us to see some results. And I'm not saying 
that they have to do that much. Like they, but they do absolutely have to make the playoffs and they do absolutely have to win a round or at least, at least be convincing, you know, like they were against the flyers in the playoffs last, like yep. last time they were able to hang with a skilled team. Oh, for sure. And I mean, Coming from uh, you know a fan base that wasn't <laughs> able to see their team win around and make it into the playoffs last year, you know I got to take my hat off to the way that Montreal played. Nobody thought they were going to be able to beat Pittsburgh, and they did. And then they even hung around in, in games against the Philadelphia Flyers. So, you know I think that uh, Montreal is coming in with with some pretty uh, you know some pretty good momentum coming off of their playoff run last year and coming into a, a game in in a big matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs here in Toronto. I think that. That they're going to be ready to go, and as a as a Leafs fan and a guy who covers the Leafs here, you know I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. But you know you seem to be higher on the Leafs than people here in Toronto, apparently saying that they are by far and away the class of the division. You know there are some some skeptics out there. Yes, I think that we are probably favored to win the division, but. In no means do is is anybody uh, ready to to kind of put it in 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 uh, in pen yet. It's still very much in pencil. Uh, but let's take a quick break, and when we return, let's get to the three keys for each team and kind of break down this game a little bit. But before we do, let me tell you guys all about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.ag. I know we're all big hockey fans here at the Locked On Lease podcast, but what about football? You guys ready? You got college football heading into bowl season, and there's some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season finishing up with the playoff picture becoming a little clearer, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. That's a promo code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You toss 50 bucks into your account, you get 75. That's how it works using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the Locked on Lee's podcast. Mike DiStefano here alongside me, Laura Saba from Locked on Canadians. And we're now just about to break down this matchup here tonight. Game one of 56. Boy, that's going to be weird. I wanted to say game one of 82. And I obviously had to say 56. And it's just bizarre <laughs> to me that it's only a 56-game season. And really, that just means that each and every game actually matters that much more. And then the fact that each and every game is against a division p- opponent, you've got two points up for grabs each and every night against teams that you're fighting and scrapping towards to get into the playoffs. And it all starts tonight with the Maple Leafs taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I'll let you start. You know, ladies first, and you're the guest, so <laughs> you go ahead, you start. What are the three keys tonight for Montreal if they want to get the upset against the Maple Leafs? So I think it sounds like a cliche and you say this about every team, every game, and it always feels like a key, but the Canadians really do need to stay out of the box because you're talking about a team with Austin Matthews, like John Tavares. Like I, I, I can't even like Mitch Are those Martin. Guys good? All these players, you know, like <laughs> um, all these players that like, every time I say them, I like, I go green with envy. So, and the Canadians don't have a great penalty kill or they didn't last year. So uh, they have done some different things on their power play that we saw this year, but 
the penalty kill, we haven't seen enough in the training camp and scrimmage and stuff to know really if they've changed that and if they've become a bit more cohesive and, and improved it. So for me, like, I think the biggest thing is just stay out of the box against Toronto. That should be everybody's uh, first recipe against Toronto. And I think the next thing as well is uh, because they haven't had a training camp or sorry, they haven't had a preseason these guys have not played together. There have been a lot of new faces and new changes and they have not really played together. Yeah. And I think like uh, the thing that I would want Claude Julian to do is have a little bit of patience. He is very, very prone to line blending. And we know every single point is important. Every single game is important. You can't afford to like, you know, come out to like a three game losing streak or whatever. But I think he needs to be a little bit more patient with his line blending and allow some of the chemistry to happen. I think they've done really smart things with who they've matched with who. For example, they put Josh Anderson on the Nick Suzuki line because Josh Anderson is fast. He creates space. And Nick Suzuki is very, very creative. And so like, I think that that's a really, really good matchup, for example. But at the same time, they put Tyler Toffoli with Kat Kinyemi. And in, in that scenario, Kat Kinyemi is the one making the space uh, and Tyler Toffoli has to provide the finish a little bit. And so I think it's very important for the coaching staff also to be patient and not line blend too much and, and sort of look at this game as sort of a wash. You're playing the top team. You know, it is a, it is a high pressure situation and this team is like, it needs some time. So I feel like there needs to be a little bit of calm and patience. And finally, the next thing is, I really think that Carey Price really needs to be consistent this season. He can't afford to have what we have termed as the nightmare November that he has every year. First of all, there is no November this year that he can get away with. Um, and he does have a reliable backup. Uh, so, you know, I'm not too worried on the Carey Price front at all, but I really think that he needs to just be calm and consistent. He can't afford to get too into his own head. He can't afford to lose it if he lets in a bad goal. He can't. He can't. He has to be the mature goalie that we saw in the playoffs, not the one that we see every November in the last few years. It's funny because that's the complete opposite of Freddie Anderson. He comes out and is just a stinker in October, and it's just always a Freddie October. It's terrible, and then he <laughs> turns into Freddie November. You know, after Halloween's done, and and he's he looks phenomenal. He has a great great year, and then kind of ends up turning into a pumpkin again when the playoffs roll around. We're hoping that doesn't happen this year. We're hoping for some consistency, and I think that is really one of the keys for the Maple Leafs just to, to, I guess, flow right into my three keys of the game. I think consistency is really the name of the game for the Maple Leafs all season long, but certainly when you take it day by day, game by game, you know, 60 minutes of consistent hockey. There were so many times last year where uh, this team would, would, you know, start off hot, you know, get a solid 10 minutes into the game, and then really just kind of lay back and, and let the opposing team dictate the style of play. And I don't think the Toronto Maple Leafs want to be doing that too often. They're just too good, too skilled. They could go out there, take control of the game, get out to an early lead and then just play a 60 minute effort and hold on to that lead and try and build off of it and they have the the dogs that I think can do it uh, it's going to be tough against a guy like Carey Price obviously one of the best goaltenders uh, of our era uh, arguably the best goaltender of our era but that leads me to my second one and that is you know if you're going to beat Carey Price you're not going to do it with a seeing eye shot you got to get traffic to the net and try and bang away at some ugly goals if he allows any uh, any garbage rebounds I know that you know you 
guys did improve your defense immensely, and I'm sure they'll be trying to clear the garbage and box out so that, you know, Carey Price does see everything and so that no one gets up in his kitchen. But, yeah, I think that the Maple Leafs have, have done a good job of adding some agitators, some heaviness, some nastiness to this lineup. They're a little soft over the past couple of seasons, and that was something that they're really trying to add, and I think that we'll get a chance to see it tonight with them going hard towards the net, driving hard and, and you know, going in for rebounds, maybe give Carey Price a couple of snow showers and get under the skin of the of the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And then the other one, you kind of talked about it too, the fact that you think that the line blending and chemistry is going to be tough. I believe that's going to be key, not just for the Maple Leafs, not just for the Canadians, but a lot of teams out there. The fact that there was no preseason, there is going to be some blunders early on for a lot of guys, uh, especially when you look at teams who had a lot of turnover. And the Maple Leafs had a lot of turnover. You take a look at each and every line, they're all different. There's not one single line that's going to be starting tonight's game that played together last season. Uh, we got t- our top line, Joe Thornton, is in the lineup with Matthews and Marner. You got Jimmy VC with Nylander and Tavares. Can those guys find the chemistry early and figure things out? I know they've been practicing together for the last couple of weeks, but if anyone knows, you know, practice is exactly what that is. It's not real game time situations. And kind of when you get punched in the mouth a little bit, things change and you got to, you know, buck up essentially and and get going. So I think that those three would probably be the keys to Toronto. And uh, in terms of a a full season long thing, really, I think if they can find chemistry early with the new guys who are coming in, filling in, even defensively, Riley and Brody, completely uh, new lineup or or new deep pairing. If they can find chemistry early, I like the chances of the Leafs succeeding not only in tonight's game, but uh, for this upcoming shortened 56-game COVID season. Uh, Do you have a final score prediction? (laughs) I think it's going to be close. I hope it doesn't go to overtime. I'm stressed out enough as it is. But it's going to be, I'm going to say that because it's the it's the beginning and like things aren't going to be as tight as we want, it's going to be one of those like 5-4, you know, it's going to be close and it's going, there's going to be a lot of scoring, a bit of sloppiness. It's game one. I'm just going to go out there and then watch them like, you know, go like at a, at a no score tie into overtime or something like <laughs> two that. 2 1 but tight I'm, I'm checking game. With five, four. <laughs> yeah, 2 1 tight checking game. Exactly what you would think between these two teams. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm very close to the same thing. I got a 5 3 Leafs win. Uh, and I have Austin Matthews scoring to keep his streak alive with a goal in each of his season openers, pushing that streak to five straight years. Of course, um, you know, Leaf fans will always remember that amazing four goal game, his first ever game against the Ottawa Senators a few years back. Uh, not sure if he'll be able to notch four tonight again. Against a guy like Carey Price, but I think he does get one and at least come away with the victory. All right, Laura, thank you so much for joining me tonight and enjoy the game. It's uh it's 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 glad that hockey is finally here. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. We'll have to have you on again. And where's what? Nine, ten games between these two clubs. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have to do it again in the uh, in the future. Uh, that's gonna do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You'd subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms to receive daily Leaves content. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leaves. And uh, Laura, why don't you tell the good folks where they can find you on social media? So my Twitter is the active stick and the locked on Canadians. Twitter is L O underscore Canadians. 
All right, so go follow her and check all that content out. If you guys want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast for myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll be recapping this win against the Montreal Canadiens. I probably just jinxed it. Damn it. (laughs) Definitely just jinxed it there. Wait, cut, reboot. Didn't say that. I'll be back with an episode tomorrow to recap the game against the Montreal Canadiens. But until then, Leafs Nation, enjoy the game. Puck drop just a few hours away. And uh, we'll check you in tomorrow. But till then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.